I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Kilowatt, a podcast about electric vehicles, autonomous driving, renewable energy, and much, much more. And on today's episode, we are going to talk about Ample and Stellantis's partnership, Neo's new factory, and Fisker's new entry-level ocean, the Fisker Ocean Sport. Now, if you're like, well, that's new, it is, it is new. I recently attended like a little seminar and they said, make sure to do that in your podcast. People will appreciate it. So let me know. Do you, did you appreciate that? Because it felt really awkward and weird to me, but I'm guessing the more I do it, if I do it again, uh, the less awkward it will be. So yeah, shoot me an email, Bodie, B-O-D-I-E at 918digital.com. Now, I mentioned at the beginning of this week, I actually mentioned it last week, that I was going to be releasing... Uh, a lot of episodes because I'm trying to clean out the queue, as it were, before um, before the end of the year. Uh, I'm like Eminem. I'm cleaning out my closet. So in order to do that, I have all of these articles that I wanted to get to. Unfortunately, if I did them all, it would be a massive show, and everybody seems to like it if I break those up into shorter shows rather than do one or two massive shows a week. So that's what we're doing. Today is Tuesday. Uh, December 12th, 2023. Let's go ahead and jump into our EV news. The UAW really wants to unionize all U.S. automaker, auto workers, excuse me, um, but not one at a time. Like, not, we're, they're not going to go to like Toyota and unionize those folks, and then they're going to go to Honda and unionize those folks. Nope. They want to do this all at the same time. They want to unionize. All non-union automaker or auto employees in the United States at the same time. This seems like a massive undertaking, and good luck. Uh, I don't think it's going to work, but I applaud your enthusiasm. Hyundai has announced new pricing for the 2024 Hyundai Kona Electric. Before we get to the prices, though, let's talk about the battery and powertrain for each version. So we have the SE, which is the entry-level model. You will get a 48.6 kilowatt-hour battery with a 99-kilowatt motor. This is going to start at $32,675. That's a pretty good price, right, for an EV? Well, 
it's an even better price if you go with the 2023 Hyundai Kona Electric because that 64 kilowatt hour battery version costs $33,550. So if you're going to buy a a $32,000 to $33,000 Kona Electric, you should probably look at the 2023 versions before you look at the 2024 versions to see if maybe the 2023 doesn't fit your needs better because you're going to get a bigger battery with that. Now we have the SEL. That one is going to be a 64.8 kilowatt hour battery with 150 kilowatt motor. That's going to start at $36,675. So roughly... Uh, $3,125 more than the 2023 Hyundai Kona electric. So, you know, might, it might pay to, to buy a 2023 instead of a 2024. You can also get the limited Kona electric, which is still a 64.8 kilowatt hour battery for $41,045. So, you know, still, these are really good prices. It's just, um, I would, if it was me, if it was my money and I was going to buy a Kona electric, I would definitely buy the 2023 version over the 2024 version. Or if I was making a recommendation to a friend, it would definitely be the 2023 version with the 64 kilowatt hour battery. Speaking of recommending things to friends, Nissan is now offering leases of their all-electric Nissan Aria, which is an an all-electric SUV, as I said, for $199 a month. According to Cars Direct, in New York, you can lease an Aria for 18 months for $199 a month. Now, you do have to put $4,379 down. But still, $199 a month is pretty, pretty good. I was not able to get this deal here in Arizona. The lease deal that I was able to get was $379. Still not that bad. But if you're looking for an EV and a Kona Electric isn't going to do it for you, check out the Nissan Aria. It's actually a really nice car. And I would also check out your local dealers for what, what they're offering. We got one more Nissan story here. Nissan has confirmed that they are going to build three new EVs at their next Gigafactory. Isn't it funny how nobody knew what a Gigafactory was until Tesla decided to brand their factories Gigafactories, and now everybody's building a Gigafactory? It's it's nuts. That's how that works. Anyway, the three new EVs will just be electric versions of the Rogue Sport, which is actually a really nice looking car. The Juke, which is a small, I don't know if it's considered a crossover, but it's definitely a smaller car. And they'll be, they'll, they're going to have a replacement for the Nissan Leaf. Moving on, Ample is an EV battery company that has battery modules that fit together kind of like Legos into different battery packs. This allows them to accommodate for a variety of different vehicle uh, form factors and use cases. So you might be saying to yourself, well, that's nice. You know, it's a modular type battery pack, kind of like Legos. So the manufacturer builds the car with the ample battery and then you that's that's the battery pack you have with the car but it it's versatile it can it can fit different brands different models different form factors that's cool well actually <laughs> it has a 
because it's modular, Ample has these battery swap stations. So you'll be able to go into a battery swap station and choose the size of battery that you want or that you need. This is an interesting concept. And there's a couple of different ways that this can play out as far as I see. Uh, first of all, you buy a car with a small battery pack because that's what you can afford. And over time, uh, whether you need to rent a bigger battery pack because you're driving further than you normally do, or you just decide to upgrade to a different battery pack, you'd be able to do that with for a fee. This also makes sense if you're paying for a subscription for battery packs. Not a, not a big thing that uh, we like to do here in the United States, but there are auto manufacturers out there in the world who are charging less money when someone goes to buy a car because the battery is on a subscription, which is usually about $150 to $200 a month. I think it's way too much money. And actually, now that I think about it, VinFast was one of those companies. They said that they were going to offer a battery subscription here in the United States. And then I don't think that was uh, met with open arms because they abandoned those plans pretty soon after. But anyway, Ample and Stellantis, or more specifically Fiat in this situation, are going to modify 100 Fiat 500Es, which is their electric vehicle for the Fiat. And they are going to put these uh, cars on Stellantis's free-to-move car sharing service. And they're just going to test it out and see how it goes. Stellantis will have access to Ample's battery swap stations. And because Ample has, you know, this modular battery design, Stellantis can switch out the battery modules so that it makes sense for their business model. So let's say they're going to start this in Madrid in 2024. Uh, let's say that they start off with a hundred miles or hundred kilometers for each Fiat 500e. And then they say, well, you know what? These ones over here in this part of town, they seem to drive 130 miles a day. So we're going to put 150 miles onto those battery packs. So it gives them a little bit of flexibility. Honestly, long-term, I don't know how, um, how much this makes sense for a car sharing service. But like I said before, if you're, if you own one of these vehicles and you normally drive about 30 miles a day, a hundred miles is pretty good for you. But if you wanted to go out of town and your, your destination is 300 miles, well, then you go and you pay for the bigger battery pack and you rent it until you get a, get back or whatever, whatever the, 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 uh, the scenario happens to be. I don't, at this point, I'm just guessing. But anyway, I am glad that these two companies are working together. I am glad that they're flushing out new ideas because I do think there is a world for battery swap stations. And I've given you those reasons why in the past, so I'm not going to go over it again. Now, if you're curious as to which brands, auto brands Stellantis owns, here are a few. It's not all of them, but they own Alfa Romeo, Chrysler, Citroen, Dodge, Fiat, Jeep, Maserati, Opel, Peugeot, and Ram. So uh, Stellantis is a really big automaker. And uh, again, I didn't, I didn't even name all of them, just a few of them. Let's move on to an, another company that does battery swap stations, which is NEO. NEO is considering using LFP batteries in future EVs in an effort to cut costs. LFP batteries are cheaper and they tend to be more resilient when it comes to battery degradation. 
And then Neo is also set to unveil their new EV sedan later this month. So we'll cover that as soon as they do that. I'm excited about that. I love Neo as a company. I think they're fantastic. And probably related to both of these stories, Neo has received their manufacturing qualification in China. So up until now, Neo has partnered with JAC for manufacturing services to so they can manufacture their vehicles. Early on in Neo's life, they actually partnered with JAC. And they, they said they were going to do it for like a year or a year and a half. It wasn't very long. And then they were going to build their own uh, factory. And unfortunately, because of the way uh, that their bank account works, they were not able to make that work. So they continued partnering with JAC up until recently, where they actually received certification to manufacture the cars under the NEO name, which is fantastic for them. And to get things rolling... Neo bought JAC factory assets. Now, you may be asking, what does that mean? Uh, and I'm going to tell you, I don't know. I'm guessing they bought all of the machines that go in the factory. Maybe they even bought the factory. But I'm looking forward to seeing what Neo does once they get their own manufacturing up and running. Um, yeah, I, I just love this company. They They are full of, their cars are full of whimsy, kind of like Tesla's are. And I just think, that we need more auto manufacturers like that. And I'd love to see them here in the United States. Moving on, two more stories left. Zeker will begin selling the 007 EV sedan and will introduce new battery tech later this month. So Power Day 2023 will be held on December 14th in just a few days. So I'm going to keep you posted when... Uh, when that happens. And Zeker is a Chinese company. So if I can pull the audio, if it's in English, we'll, we'll have a special episode for that. If not, we'll just recap it. And uh, I'll read all of the stories for people who translated it from Spanish to English. Spanish, Chinese to English. It's getting late. All right, last story here. The entry-level Fisker Ocean Sport has a range of 288 miles. And I should say it has an unofficial range of 288 miles. It's going to have an 80-kilowatt-hour battery, use LFP batteries, and it's going to have 20-inch wheels. Those are some good-sized wheels for a, a an entry-level vehicle. Uh, the 288 miles is actually 13 miles that better than originally announced. And the range is really good when you compare to other entry level vehicles in its class. So right now the model Y has a 283 miles of range for entry level. The Mach-E is 240. The Ionic 5 is 238. And the Skoda Inyek uh, is 249. So yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty good. Um, these numbers obviously are not official numbers. We have to wait for the EPA to, to officially give us the number, but Fisker's estimates are usually pretty close to, to that official range. So yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing it. And I mentioned the other day that I saw a second Fisker ocean, but I think cause it was, it was dusk. I think I made a mistake because I thought I saw the same car, uh, the other day, like, uh, like two days ago. And it was a completely different brand. So maybe maybe I made a mistake. So I'll keep you posted if I see it again and I'll verify. All right, everybody. That is it for me today. I hope you all had a wonderful Tuesday. And I will talk to you on Wednesday.